Cartoons, the animated frontier. These are the voyages of the Cellcast podcast. It's continuing mission to explore strange new cartoons, to seek out new animation styles and new creative storytelling methods, to boldly go where so few ever go again. podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Cellcast. The animated series. Joining me today is a man who's just got to go digging. Jacob. I gotta go digging for gold, digging for gold. Wait, I'm not digging for that, am I? No, red crystals. Oh yeah, Nothing but red crystals as far as the eye can see. Yeah. Not rubies, red crystals. (laughs) Well, shucks darn. (laughs) Why, thank you. I'd like to introduce our co-host, a man who just got to get his righty hands on a, a sword. Welcome, Drew. It's all going according to plan. <laughs> I'll quit saying that. Uh, how are you doing, Jacob? I am doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. So uh, today we are reviewing Thundercats 2011, Season 1, Episode 20, The Curse of Rattala. This is 20, right? Yeah. 20. Uh, Jacob, tell us about this. The Thunder, the Thundercats infiltrate the mines of Mount Plundar, where Rataro and his hench rats are hiding. Cat are where Rataro and his hench rats are holding cats as slaves, where they learn the legend of the curse of the Sword of Plundar, which they must now retrieve while also freeing their people. Meanwhile, outside the mountain, Mumra's mechanized army is gathering, ready for an attack. Okay, getting into the trivia for this episode. This episode bears some similarities to the original 1980s Thundercats cartoon uh, series episode, Thunder Cubs, Part 1. In both episodes, we are introduced to Rattala, who is Rataro's ancestor, and who once wielded the Sword of Plundar. In both episodes, Rattala was stopped by a young and beardless Jaga, armed with the Sword of Omens. And in both episodes, Jaga buried the Sword of Plundar deep in the ground. In the original cartoon, he threw it into a deep chasm on Thundera, while in this episode, he made a mountain grow over it on Third Earth. Neither the Wily Twins nor Snarf appear in this episode. Yes. Well, admittedly, this would be an odd one for them to show up in. It would. And plus, they had their little bitcher going on at the time. Yes, yes, mm. yes, yes. So, what do you think of this episode? We're getting a lot of flashbacks. <laughs> yeah. Recently. Obviously, it's to fill up more of the story, fill up more of the mythos of the, the story. Well, and yeah, we're getting more lore. Yeah, which is great, because more often than not, if you go back to, like, say, the 1980s show, you got a little bit of lore. Like, mm-hmm. a little bit of here, a little bit of there, but not, you know, this massive expanse of character development and mythos and background story like this show is just chock full of 
just bits that you just want to gobble up of lore and history and character development, background, mm-hmm. minus you know, not learning anything. <laughs> There's a surprise. <laughs> but it's 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 an enjoyable episode. It's a very enjoyable episode. You get a lot more, like I said before, the a lot more background with it's one of the reasons I love this series. Love Thundercats 2011. It's one of the reasons I love this series, even though it didn't it never got its uh, full series completion, and which we'll probably have to the very end of it talk about what was supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously we'll get there when we get there, but I just love it. It's it's so amazing. We get uh, Ratar O, and we get we get all these amazing characters. We get to know where all the survivors of Thundera went. And there again, Lionel's lack of foresight. <laughs> there again, he was surprise, on a surprise. Yeah, he he was on a revenge kick. I understand, but you left your people to die, buddy. No wonder. <laughs> Come on, really? Either way, he wasn't thinking. We already went yeah. over this. Yes, I'm aware. But sometimes you just want to bring it back up. <laughs> oh yeah, I brought it back up many many times. Yes, we have. So yes, it's it's an enjoyable episode. You get. Um, Introduction of new villains. You get uh, Rato, uh, Rataro. Rataro. Rataro's, uh, his, 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 uh, his lead henchman, which I'm, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Mordax. Mordax. That's a good name. Mordax. Mordax at the very end turn turns on his master. Mm-hmm. It's like, like you can deal with it yourself. It kicks the sword towards the lion out. And it's like, oh no. <laughs> like this has got bad for <laughs> for a main villain. This is gonna be good. Yeah. Um uh, just the episode itself, you have Tiger and Jitara uh volunteer to go down in the pit. The 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 silly not silly, but Tiger is genius plan to put cuffs on them, but not lock them. Yeah. Only for the them to get locked, and he guess and he says, well, at least now our costume's more authentic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm thinking, shut up! You knew if you're gonna get down there, they're gonna have to take the cuffs off you. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, and Jaga put a pl- put a uh, nah. Jaga put a curse on the sword of Plundar and its shield scabbard thing, mm-hmm. and I thought that was interesting because it was like, oh. Okay, nice. that's what's taking so long because obviously they know where it is. They've gone down there enough times. Yeah, yeah. Nice foresight, Jaga. For a change. For a change. Somebody in this team has foresight, <laughs> and he's dead already. <laughs> well, he had some foresight, not he a lot some, of foresight. Yeah, exactly. But it's it's just an enjoyable episode. It's a lot of fun to watch. Um, do we learn anything? Like, does Lino learn a lesson in this one? He doesn't learn a lesson in this one other than perhaps Pamira is easy on the eyes. Yes, that is true. And it was, is it this one where, no, no, that's the next one, I think. No, it is this one because uh, they're trying to keep the Sword of Plundar from yeah. uh, getting it. And she, uh, Lino gives it to her and she runs off with mm-hmm. it only to immediately get captured. Yes. Yeah, so I was like, thanks, Pamira. It's like, uh, Pamira. Uh, yeah. And so Lino has. To quote the one Green Goblin, has he comes has a villain who's making him forced to make him make a sadistic choice: uh-huh. save the girl or everyone else. Yeah, and of course he saves the girl, leading <laughs> letting the sort of Plundar go to Mumra. Yeah, 
Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's what you had to do. Yeah, exactly. Because you couldn't exactly let Pumara die. Well, from what we read about what's going to happen to her. Yeah, no, <laughs> no let's not go there right now. But um, but either way, it was it was an enjoyable episode. I yeah. thoroughly enjoyed it. What about you? It was enjoyable. Uh, a nice little adventure uh, to try and capture, uh, get, try to get the sort of plundar before everyone else does. Mm-hmm. My thought, though, is if the sword of Plundar is cursed and no one else can get the sword, why don't you just leave the sword where it is and just get, save the Thundarian slaves? True. Maybe kill some rats? Because, I mean, none of these are voiced by Vincent Price, so they're automatically inferior. Uh, but my other thought is, isn't uh, Mumra going to come here anyway to get this at some point? He kind of knows where it is. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not like it's being hidden. He just hasn't gotten there to get it yet. Yeah. And plus, Mumra has the ability to call the the sword of Plundar. Right. So it's not like it's... I'm just saying that rats really didn't think this through. No. They were going to get killed one way or another. Yeah. Better to be killed by the heroes than by the villains. That's true, but... The villains might torture you. Yeah, that's true. But also, the the poor... uh, Thundarians who have now been enslaved by the the ratars. <laughs> yes, I was going to say save the slaves. Yeah, exactly. And let the let the rats get killed by Mumra. Yeah, they are only rats after all. <laughs> Indeed. Anyway, <laughs> you got anything else on this episode before mm. we end this thing? No, it was it, all I can say. It was a very ratty episode. It was very Indeed. good. Uh, so join us next time for Birth of the Blades. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Come, Jacob. We must prepare for next week. Prepare for what, Drew? Same thing we do every week, Jacob. Record a podcast! Oh, boy! So where can they find you, Jacob? They can find me on Facebook at Jacob B. Heron and Jacob's Daily Art Corner, my personal art Facebook page. On Twitter at Jacob B. Heron. On Instagram at Jacob B. Heron. And on Letterboxd at Jacob Heron. Where can they find you, Drew? Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Drew Dodgen. You can also find my Facebook page at Drew's Photo Bin, where I upload uh, my photography. You can also follow me on Letterboxd at GGeorge759 and Twitter at GGeorge759. Where can they find us, Jacob? You can also visit our website, thecellcast.podbean.com, where you will find every episode we released and links to listen to it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher, our RSS feed. If we aren't in your favorite podcast app directory, please share, review, and subscribe to us there and share us with your friends. You will also find a link to our Facebook group, the Double Feature Podcast Community, where we talk about both animated and live-action movies. We share this with our other podcasts, which we do with Jacob's brother Jim, at uh, the Movie of the Week podcast, where we talk about live-action movies. You can also email us at thecellcastpodcast at gmail.com. Also, please like our page on Facebook. We try to post about upcoming movies. If you comment on that movie's post before we record, we'll read your comments in the episode. And remember, every time we say The Cellcast, that is with a single L. L.